Former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating the January 6 uprising. And while Pence is the highest profile subpoena recipient so far, he's certainly not the only one. CNN reports that the special counsel is already in eight different court battles with witnesses trying to avoid appearances. To bring us up to speed with the investigation that looks to be on a no-collusion-collision course with the next presidential election, we're joined now by special counsel specialist and podcaster extraordinaire AG. Alison Gill, AG, welcome to Sunday Extra. Thank you so much. Alison, you make a weekly show about the special counsel appointed in November 2022 to conduct two criminal investigation. The podcast is called Jack. So first things first, who is Jack and what's his brief? Uh, well, Jack Smith, um, he has a long and incredible resume, uh, but the two big jobs that he did that I think are relevant here in investigating both the January 6th insurrection and the, you know, the events leading up to it and the fraudulent elector scheme and also investigating the Mar-a-Lago documents case with the mishandling or potential mishandling of classified information at Mar-a-Lago by the former president. The two jobs that he's done that sort of really lend to that are when he worked at the Public Integrity Unit, which is known as PIN, at the Department of Justice, and also his work at The Hague, at the International Criminal Court, investigating war crimes in Kosovo with the KLA. He got a 26-year conviction there. So that is who Jack Smith is. He's a very bold, aggressive prosecutor. He's no stranger to investigating congressmen, governors, senators, and he's also not shy about indicting people based on the facts and the law. He doesn't shy away from indicting for political reasons. Uh, that That's basically the long and short of who Jack Smith is. So, he, yeah, he's a pretty unimpeachable pick for one of a better expression and clearly a hard hitter. The last week or so has seen what you've called the most significant special counsel investigation news so far, in particular, a subpoena that was issued to former Vice President Mike Pence. Could you tell us about that and what you see as its significance? Yeah, well, it kind of goes right to the aggressiveness that I was talking about a moment ago. To subpoena the former vice president shows us that he is willing to make those moves to get the facts and information that he needs. And it's significant because Mike Pence has some testimony that Jack Smith may not be able to get anywhere else, particularly that phone call between Donald Trump and Mike Pence on the morning of January 6th. A lot of people heard Trump's end of the call. But only Pence could really testify to his end of the call. We've got recent news that Donald Trump wants to try to block Mike Pence's testimony by invoking executive privilege. But as we saw in U.S. v. Nixon, that executive privilege fails when there is a legit criminal investigation happening, which there is, and when that information can't be gotten from any other witness or by any other means. So that may fail. But there are now other arguments coming from the Pence side where he might try to fight this subpoena. Well, yes, indeed. Let's hear about the response of former Vice President Mike Pence to the subpoena. And also, does the issuing of a subpoena suggest that he's reluctant to cooperate with the investigation? It's it's hard to know because something that we do know is that they have been, the Department of Justice for months now has been talking to Pence about getting him to come in and testify. What triggered the subpoena? We just don't know. We just don't have that information. It could be that Mike Pence was like, hey, I'm happy to come in, but I need you to give me a subpoena because that could provide him cover so he can say to the electorate and to 
Donald Trump, hey, I didn't want to, but the Department of Justice made me with this subpoena. And I don't want to be in contempt of a subpoena for to a federal grand jury, especially. But also it could be that Jack Smith decided that perhaps when Pence wrote in his book, for example, about his discussions with the president, that that is something that sort of negates the executive privilege. Pence himself isn't going to push back on this subpoena using executive privilege. He's going to use something called the speech or debate clause. It feels like he was reluctant to testify. It sounds like Mike Pence might have a less expansive view of executive privilege than Donald Trump, which isn't saying much. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with AG, co-host of the podcast, Jack. AG, Merrick Garland, America's other AG, appointed the special counsel in November last year after Donald Trump announced that he's running for president again. So the intent of the appointment is impartiality, but it's inextricably linked to the political process and, I suppose, the political calendar. When is special counsel Jack Smith likely to conclude his investigation and how will that line up with the primary process and the presidential election process? Well, it depends on quite a few things, as usual, especially how much obstruction he runs into with these witnesses not cooperating. It can really delay an investigation. But sources inside the Department of Justice believe that indictments might be coming out around the June, July timeframe. That would give us enough of a lead up time to schedule the trial and have the trial and get a verdict before the 2024 election. AG, special counsels have been a topic of special interest to you. In 2017, you created the breakout podcast, Mueller, she wrote, about special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, and, and as well as pausing to give full props for the title and RIP Angela Lansbury. Your podcast about Mueller was arguably more consequential for your life than the Mueller investigation was for Donald Trump. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit of the story of that uh, podcast. Oh, it's a fun story. I was working for the federal government when I started that podcast, and I, I was working at the Department of Veterans Affairs. So I wasn't in a job where I was investigating the president or in a position where I would be holding anybody like that accountable. But nonetheless, I used a pseudonym and I talked to some lawyers to make sure I wasn't violating any ethics policy or the Hatch Act, for example and started the podcast. And it was a breakout success. And it was a counter narrative to what Trump and the, the AG at the time, Bill Barr, were trying to spin as the findings of the Mueller report came out. You know, as we know, Bill Barr came out and said, there was no collusion. He's totally innocent. It exonerated him. And Bob Mueller was like, excuse me? And so were we. And so we were a very loud counter narrative to that public spin that they were trying to put on it. My podcast ended up being investigated by the federal government. I ended up being removed from my job as a federal employee. And the, the schadenfreude here is that when I was removed from my job with the federal government, I was no longer bound by the Hatch Act, which prohibits federal employees from fundraising for political campaigns. So I was able to then fundraise for the Biden and Harris campaign. And then the senators in Georgia, Ossoff and Warnock, we raised over half a million dollars. So yes, Donald Trump did investigate uh, my podcast and fire me, but that freed me up to turn around and help fire him. 
<laughs> there we go. Uh, AG, your programs are really engaging because you combine, as we've heard already, real savviness and knowledge about the American legal process, as well as, you know, a bit of sass and humor as well. Could you tell us about uh, where both those strands come from? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, you know, the the political savviness, I guess, comes from my time in the government, getting a doctorate in health administration and, and working closely with veterans and people in the government. And then the sass and the swearing comes <laughs> from the fact that I, I was a stand-up comedian for 10 years and a fairly good one. You know, I was doing like the improv and the laugh factory and the comedy store. I, I was doing some pretty good shows with my Mark Marin and folks like that. That's sort of where that court jester nature in me comes from. I, you know, huge John Stewart fan, Colbert, a John Oliver is incredible. And that sort of speaking truth to power with a twist of humor always makes the medicine go down better. Obviously, the what sounds like the sort of persecution you got at work was an unpleasant thing to go through, but the podcast and what's followed from it are hopefully some fairly thick silver lining to that cloud. What was it like to start up a podcast? I believe it was you know literally at your kitchen table and to see that get as big as it did. Honestly, it was fascinating. I never expected it. And it's also hard to know because you're sitting at your kitchen table behind a microphone. It wasn't until we really went out on the road and started doing our live shows in theaters in front of live audiences that the listenership really hit me uh, over the head, like how many people are listening to this. That sort of engagement with the audience was just so fun. And to hear people say, you know what, you got me through a lot of really hard times, a lot of dark times, and you've kept me sane throughout this. And, and one of the things I heard the most was you made me feel like I wasn't alone. A lot of people, you know, blue dots in, in red states felt a kinship and felt like they weren't crazy because they've been gaslighted for so long or gaslit, gaslighted. You know that they that they felt you know am I taking crazy pills here like this this is treason right there's something wrong right I can't tell <sighs> nobody will talk about it and so that really that sort of community that that was built is is probably the coolest silver lining that could come out of this. Your co-host on the Jack podcast, I think you said on the first episode that if anyone had told you five years ago that you would now be hosting a podcast about another special counsel with Andrew McCabe, uh, a former FBI deputy director, you wouldn't have believed it. It is a pretty amazing state of affairs. How did it come about? Well, a Andrew and I became friends when he wrote his book. We did a, a little series on Mueller she wrote about his book and we just became friends. You know, we, we would always text back and forth interesting things about the news that would come out. I would have him come on my uh, daily news show, which is called The Daily Beans, and he would fill us in on any questions that we had about law enforcement or FBI action or investigations. Uh, he's very, very knowledgeable about classified information and documents, which has come in very handy. And so when, when I wanted to start this podcast, I was like, well, you know, who am I going to do this with? One of my friends here in town and a close friend of mine looked at me and she goes, you know people from the FBI. Why don't you ask people who were part of the Mueller investigation who who have special counsel experience it didn't it's, it didn't dawn on me that like oh yeah I could probably I could do that and so you know I reached out and he was into it and it may not have seemed it at the time but your area of special interest is really booming I mean not only is there the Jack special counsel investigation Merrick Garland's also appointed another special counsel in January to investigate the unauthorized retention of classified documents by President Biden which raises I suppose firstly the question of is there another podcast in the offing from you AG or also perhaps more seriously how do you see that special counsel investigation running in parallel to Jack Smith's investigation uh, well, what do you see the ramifications of that being? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that 
Well, there first, there won't be a podcast. Although I did say that about Jack Smith. I was like, no, I'm not going to start a podcast called Jack, she wrote. <laughs> but but the demand was high. So so we did that. I don't think there's a demand for Robert Herr, who is the special counsel for the, the Biden documents. <laughs> and I don't think there will be a special counsel appointed for the Pence documents. But it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, Robert Herr played a, a big role in in writing the scope for the Mueller investigation with Rod Rosenstein. It's like such a small town, if you know what I mean, like all of these people who were involved in special counsel things. But we also have another special counsel. We have another special counsel. We have Durham, who's been investigating the investigation of Russia and Trump, and he's come up absolutely bone dry. And now there's ethics concerns and possible issues with the Durham investigation and how he conducted himself. And I know that the Senate Intelligence Committee is going to be looking at that. So now we have an investigation into the investigation of the investigation. And it just piles on, doesn't it? <laughs> it? It may not be great for the state of governance in the United States, but it certainly seems like it's going to provide you with much more material for many more podcasts. Just finally, AG, you've mentioned three podcasts that you host or co-host so far. Uh, let's just get this clear on the record. How many podcasts do you actually create at the moment? Well, we talked about Jack, right, with Andrew McCabe about special counsel. We talked yeah. about the Daily Beans, which is my daily morning news show with swears, and Mueller, she wrote, which is no longer, that's been shuttered. Mm. But there is a fourth, my friend, there's a fourth podcast called Clean Up on Aisle 45. And I just got a new co-host for that. And that is going to be Peter Strzok who is also former counterintelligence FBI, worked on the Mueller investigation. So there are now four podcasts I've been a part of, <laughs> three that are current, and I run a podcast network called MSW Media. That's, that's pretty much all I do now. Do you ever worry that you might be addicted to podcasting? Yeah, I was thinking about that. But, you know, it keeps me from, it keeps me from being addicted to other things. I don't so. think it's in the DSM or anything, so you're probably all right. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but I absolutely love it. I'm steeped in the news all day. I love bringing the news to people in new and interesting ways and consumable ways. And it's uh, truly, again, I have to mention the community of listeners that we've created is the most incredible, supportive, active, plugged in, talented, amazing group of people that I've known. Uh, and that's my, that's my chosen family. AG, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. Thank you. That's Alison Gill, also known as AG, co-host of the Jack podcast, and as we heard, several other podcasts as well. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.